this morning. Go to Luke chapter 13, and if you're able to stand this morning, let's stand for the reading of God's Word. I congratulate you this morning. You made it to church. I don't know if you came by boat or uh, four-wheel drive or whatever, but the water is rising, and uh, it's, it's kind of interesting here in South Florida. This is just something that uh, we just live with. But I'm glad that you came this morning, and I, I pray that this morning already through the singing and even through our Sunday school hour that your, your attention has been drawn to the one it needs to be drawn to, and that's the Lord. And that's what the passage does this morning that the Lord led me to this week. And if you notice, I've entitled the lesson this morning, Loosed by the Lord. <clears throat> and I want you to look with me this morning in Luke chapter 13, beginning in verse number 10. The Bible says he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity eighteen years, and was bowed together, and could in no wise lift up herself. When Jesus saw her, he called her to him, and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight, and glorified God. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day and said unto the people, There are six days in which men ought to work, in them therefore come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. Then the Lord answered him and said, Thou hypocrite, doth not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering? And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound, lo, these eighteen years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? And when he had said these things, all his adversaries were ashamed, and all the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. Shall we pray? Lord, thank you for all that you do. Thank you for who you are. And Lord, I thank you for how you work in individual lives. Lord, this morning there are people in this auditorium that have real needs, that have real desires in their hearts. Lord, that are struggling and maybe some suffering, just as this woman that we'll look at this morning. And Lord, we don't know why, and we don't understand why, how long something will last. But we do know this, that you have the power and you have the ability to do that which you please. Now, Lord, help us to have faith in you, to accept your will. Now, Lord, I pray that you be with those that may doubt. Lord, we know that you do all things well. In Jesus' name we ask, amen. You may be seated this morning. As you look in the passage today before us, you find that this story, like many in the Bible, is all about Jesus. Every last thing about how that Jesus can set us free. As we watch what the Lord does in, in the life of this woman who was uh, very troubled because of her condition, this sickness had her bound for 18 years. And as we watch the way that Jesus deals with her tenderly, we can also see what he can do for us. Now, here's the key. He can do that for us if we will come to him. Many times we don't. 
We don't come to the Lord realizing what he can do for us. The Bible says in Galatians 5, 1, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith in Christ he has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. The book of Romans says in chapter 8, in verse number 2, The law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made us free from the law of sin and death. This woman was bound. Something had happened in her life physically, and for 18 years she was in this situation. And this morning I want to bring to your attention from this passage why this woman needed to be loosed. Pay attention this morning because I see, first of all, the torment that she revealed. Just looking at this woman, you couldn't help but feel sorry and feel uh, in your heart what she had been going through in her life. And many times we see people that are struggling, people that have infirmities, people that are struggling with certain things in their lives, how that just like this woman, they too are afflicted physically. The Bible says in verse number 11 that there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. Her body was bent in half every day. Everything this woman did was a major struggle for her. She couldn't even look up. She struggled in her life to even find what direction she was going in. And one thing is for sure, no matter what she tried, she couldn't change her condition. The Bible says in Psalm 34 and verse 19, listen to the Bible, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. We find affliction, sometimes physical ailments can become a part of life. There are many even in this auditorium this, this morning that may be going through something now or just have gone through something or listen, we have no idea what we may face in the days ahead, but like this woman, her condition revealed that she was afflicted physically. Notice she was also attacked spiritually. Look down in verse number 16, the Bible says, she was a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound, lo, these 18 years. We see that she was identified as a descendant of Abraham. She was a Jewess. She was a Jew, probably in her heart. She was a believer in the Lord. But the Bible says she was attacked by Satan. Satan had caused her body to be in this broken condition, in this affliction. It reminds us of what the Bible says when we see Satan in the presence of the Lord in Job 2, how that he smote Job with sore boils from the sole of his foot under the crown of his head. Paul described in his life, the great apostle, that there was a, a thorn in the flesh that he had to live with. It was the messenger of Satan that was buffeting him. It was a condition that Paul found himself living with, and when Jesus comes to, to this woman's side in this passage this morning, notice that G Jesus, like we saw in other passages, Jesus doesn't in this instance cast out demons. As a matter of fact, we find here that Jesus actually spoke to this woman's condition. See, she was not demon-possessed. What she was is she was being oppressed 
by the demons. See, believers oftentimes come under the attack of the enemy. Look what the Bible says in Luke 22, Jesus' conversation with Simon Peter. He says, Behold, Satan hath desired to have you. You know, the devil would do, love to do nothing more than to cause affliction in your life, to cause you to begin to doubt what God really wants for your life. And Satan, like in Peter's life, is looking for a way to sift us and, and to get us off track. The devil will look for ways in your life and mine to bind us and to hinder us from doing what God wants us to do. And so, look, this woman was one that was that was being afflicted physically, but she was being attacked spiritually. Notice, thirdly, she was affected socially. You can only imagine this woman that was bent in half, that as she made her way through society, because of her condition, she was no, no doubt probably an outcast in society. Most people didn't want anything to do with her. She was probably or maybe felt unloved, maybe she was unwanted, maybe she was not being cared for. She was the kind of person that most people would look for a way to avoid her. It's sad, but you see this oftentimes. People, because of a condition, they become a social pariah where nobody wants to do anything. And she was one that, like so many today, she felt the pain of rejection. No one wanted anything to do with this woman. It reminds me of Psalm 27, Deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me. And such as breathe out cruelly, I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You'll see in just a minute that this woman was an amazing woman. Because in spite of uh, what she was going through, the torment that her body revealed, it's interesting that she was a picture of something that I didn't see until I got into this study this week. And then I believe this woman is a great picture of faithfulness. You see, when I think about this woman, she had been in this condition for 18 years. Now think about that. If she had been faithful to the Lord, and if she had gone to the synagogue in her day for every Sabbath day for 18 years, if you do the math, that's 936 times that she went to the synagogue with her body bent in half, not being able to look up. She was not being healed by anyone, but yet she still went to the synagogue. You know why? Because she still believed in God. She still believed that God could do something for her. And look, I think about how so many today, it doesn't take much for people to say, look, I just can't make it to church today. I've got a headache. I've got all these things going on in my life. But yet this woman was bent in half. This woman couldn't do anything, but she still made it to the house of God. She persisted in her faith. You know why? Because she loved the Lord. You see, her condition was one that the torment showed how she was suffering physically, she was suffering spiritually, she was suffering socially, and I want you to not only see the torment that she revealed, but notice the treatment that she recognized, because the Bible says that when she came into the synagogue, 
Guess who was there? Jesus. She came into his presence. Look at verse number 12. The Bible says, and when Jesus saw her. I'm, I'm glad for the fact that when the Lord sees us, he doesn't see us as a social pariah. I'm glad that Jesus doesn't walk away from us. I'm glad that Jesus uh, doesn't have this attitude like, I don't want to be around that person because of the way they are, because of what they're going through. As a matter of fact, look again at verse number 12. When he saw her, notice what he did. He called her to him. Some beautiful words there. Jesus saw this woman and he called her to him. And when he did... You know what she did? She recognized the one that she truly came to worship with her heart. And I think about worship and really what, how the world has tainted this idea of what true, genuine worship is. Can I tell you this morning that genuine worship occurs when our beliefs move from our head to our hearts and then out through our hands. Look, we have to understand that this woman and we too need to recognize his caring word. Recognize his caring word. Look at verse number 12 again. Because Jesus saw her, he called to her, and he said unto her, woman. Not only did he say to her, woman, but notice, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. The words of Jesus. You know, many times when we look at at, at opportunities that God gives to us, A lot of times I try to share things with people. I try to talk to people about the Lord. But can I tell you this morning, there is nothing more powerful than the Word of God. Nothing. It is quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. The Word of God is what people need to hear. And this woman heard the Word from the Lord that, that day in her life. And she had been that way for 18 years, and listen, when Jesus spoke to her, understand that after 18 years and all that she had been through, no doubt her beauty probably had faded, and she was uh, at that time an object of ridicule, and people probably pitied her for all that she was going through, but when Jesus saw her, he loved her just as she was. See, I love the fact that Jesus loves us where we are. He met that woman that day in John 4, the woman at the well, and he began to converse with her. He offered her the living water that if she drank of that water, she would never thirst again. Jesus comes to this woman and he shares a a caring word with her because he loved her. He loved her just as she was. Notice what it says in Ephesians 2 and verse 4, God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ by grace, ye are saved. Notice that the Lord sees what he can do in us, and the Lord saw what he can do through us. And he looked in this woman's life, and he cared for her. Notice his word was deliberate towards her. Jesus did for this woman what no one else could do for her. For 18 years, she had been bound up. And whatever it is in your life 
Today, I'm going to tell you, just like this woman, that if you find yourself bound up and you call out to the Lord, guess what he will do? Just like this woman, he will set you free. Jesus still says to us today, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. See, I see that Jesus didn't, uh, he came to this woman and, and he didn't want to leave her in that bondage. And the Bible says, if the Son shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. And so he recognized this woman's condition and she recognized his caring word for her. But notice, she also then recognized his completed work. When God does something, God does all things good, does he not? I see what he did in this woman's life. What he did was prompt. What Jesus did for this woman, it was perfect. What he did for her was public. What he did for her was permanent. What he did for her was personal. I find here that it's hard to deny, just as those of the day, they could not deny what had happened to this woman, how that he affected the cure. Look at verse 13. Again, it says in verse 13, in the beginning of that verse, It says, he laid his hands on her. See, after he spoke to this woman, he touched her. And the Bible says the touch of God, that immediately she stood up straight. Can you imagine what it would have been like to be there? To see this woman as she was bent over in half for 18 years, how she begins to straighten out her body and she stands straight up. For 18 years she had been that way, but Jesus spoke, Jesus reached out, he touched her, she no longer had to shuffle about, now she could look up, now she could see the sky, now she could see the stars, no longer was she deformed and an object of mockery, Jesus did for her what no one else could do, you know why? Because he had the power to do that. The Bible says in Matthew 4, he went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. He can loose you and he can loose me from whatever binds us today. The question this morning is, do you believe that? I hope you do this morning because Jesus affected the cure. Notice he also attacked the culprit. Look at verse 16 again. The Bible says this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound these 18 years, be loose from this uh, bond on the Sabbath day. Notice that Jesus attacks the culprit, that she was in this situation that had been caused by Satan, and he rebuked the influence of Satan in this woman's life. Jesus set this woman free. Folks, look, the, the, the enemy is still real today. The world, the flesh, and the devil, they are constantly fighting against us. And you know what they do? They delight in keeping us in bondage. They want to keep us bound. They want to keep us bent over in our lives. And when we are bound, we cannot contribute and be a part of the kingdom work of the Lord the way God has intended. And so notice that as she recognized what he did for her, it was a completed work. Because he affected the cure, he attacked the cold. But notice that we also see here that he accosted the critics. Notice in verse number 14, look back in our passage, that when Jesus made this woman, when she straightened herself up, look at verse 14, the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, 
because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day and said unto the people, There are six days in which men ought to work. In them, therefore, come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. And the Lord answered him and said, Thou hypocrite, doth not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering? And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound these 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? And when he had said these things, all his, what's that word? Adversaries. All the critics. The Bible says they were all what? Ashamed. You see, when the miracle occurred, the Bible tells us that the people, not his adversaries, the people rejoiced. Boy, wouldn't you be happy for that woman? I'd be so excited for her. And I'm going to tell you, in my life as a Christian, when God looses somebody from something, I get so excited because of the wonder-working power of our God, how that He can loose us from whatever it is that binds us. And this ruler of the synagogue, it's an amazing thing how somebody can be displeased when something good happens to someone. But the Bible says... And it uses the word indignation. How dare this Jesus do something like that on the Sabbath day? You see, the ruler was concerned about his reputation. But you know what Jesus was concerned about? He was concerned about people. He was concerned about their needs. The Bible says the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister. Jesus came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly, the Bible says. And I see here that this woman, her condition that she was in, that we see the torment revealed by her body, how that then the treatment that she received from the Lord, that she recognized his caring word towards her. And then she recognized the completed work that he did in her. But then I want you to notice thirdly this morning, the therapy that she received. Because listen, all of us, I've talked to many people, a lot, of, a lot of folks go to the doctor. And we come away from the doctor feeling very frustrated. Because we think the doctor's going to be able to do this, the doctor's going to be able to do that. What we need to realize, folks, as Bible-believing Christians, is we need to go to Dr. Jesus. Now, I'm not opposed to medical doctors, I'm not opposed to medicine. Now, I know people have different ideas, different beliefs, but I'll tell you the one thing that I realize is Jesus is still the answer for every problem in life. And he was the answer for this woman. She's standing there completely straight. Whatever it was that had bound her for those 18 years, and by the way, the enemy was identified as Satan, and yet Jesus has power over everything, including Satan. And I see that she was healed, first of all, externally. The Bible says again in verse number 13 that she was made straight and she glorified God. Her life would never be the same again after she met Jesus. Her condition was changed. She was now free from 18 years of bondage all because the power of the touch of Jesus. Now think about the hand of God. Aren't you glad for God's touch on your life? I hope you're here this morning and you know Christ as your Savior. I've thought back many a days 
There's not too many days that I don't think about where I was before I came to know Christ as my Savior. I think about God's healing power in my life. I hope you experience that. So many things the Bible teaches us about the hand of God. Psalm 8, verse 3, When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, by him all things were created, things in heaven, things in the earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Isaiah the prophet said that they may see and know and consider and understand together that the hand of the Lord hath done this and that the Holy One of Israel hath created it. You know, God, listen, He straightened this woman's life out, but I can see in the scriptures that God can straighten out anything that's crooked. Isaiah said many hundreds of years before this passage this morning, that every valley shall be exalted, every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places plain. When Jesus heals the heart, it affects the outer man. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 12, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that acceptable and perfect will of God. This woman was healed externally, but notice also she was healed emotionally. The Bible says that here's this woman that could have been bad-mouthing God, that could have been complaining, that the Bible says when God straightened her up, when God made her whole again, that she glorified God. As soon as God had worked in her life, she didn't wait. You know what she began to do? She began to praise His name. Her pain had been replaced with His praise. Her shame had been replaced with His shout. Her gloom had been replaced with His glory. Her bondage had been replaced with His freedom. The Bible says, in all things, in all things, in all things, we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. Wonderful grace of Jesus, greater than all my sin. How shall my tongue describe it? Where shall its praise begin? Taking away my burden, setting my spirit free. Oh, the wonderful grace of Jesus reaches me. I think about the grace of God this morning. I hope that you know how much Jesus loves you. I hope you know about how much He cares for you, how much He desires to loose you from whatever it is that has you bound today. I want you to look back in verse number 12 at our passage. I want you to see one last thought this morning. This really helped me this week. Because I, I, I know in my heart there are some people that are bound in their lives with some things. And I want you to see the secret this morning in verse number 12. The Bible says, when Jesus saw her, he called her to him. Now here's what I saw when I saw that. Is that Jesus, God, made the first move. He made the first move. Jesus called her unto him, and here's what she did. She responded. 
And when God is calling to you, whatever it is in your life, can I encourage you this morning that you would respond. And if you respond to his call, you know what you'll receive? You'll receive the help that you need, the help that you desire. A lot of us have probably heard the statement in our lives, let go and let God. Let go and let God. But sometimes I don't know if people realize where that statement actually originated from. The true story is, is that there was a college student in the 19th century, and he was dealing with some things in his life, and so one day he took some cards, some large cards, and he wrote on six of those cards these letters. He had a mantle in his place where he was staying, and he put the letters L-E-T-G-O-D on those cards. He put them up on the mantle where he could see those letters. As he put them up there, he was, he was living his life, going to school, and then one day when he came home, there was one of the windows that was left part of the way open, and a draft blew in, and it began to blow some things around. He began to pick up some things, and as he was doing that, he turned towards that mantle, and he saw something happen. One of those letters had fallen off of that mantle. And it was almost as if God was leaving a message for him, that the secret to the Christian life is just let go. Whatever it is that has you bound, bring it to the Lord. Let it go. And let God. Let's bow our heads this morning with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. Lord, I pray that you'd be with our folks this morning. I know that as they walk through the doors this morning with real life burdens, things that they're dealing with, maybe no one else, including myself in this auditorium, knows what they're going through. But there's a God in heaven that knows what they're going through. Lord, I pray that we would see this morning how much you desire to loose us, to set us free. If the Son shall set you free, ye shall be free indeed. God, you still desire to work miracles in our lives. And Lord, as this woman went to the synagogue year after year after year, Sabbath day after Sabbath day after Sabbath day, she believed that you could. And Lord, because of the faith that she had, Lord, you loosed her. If you're calling out the folks today, and I believe you are, Lord, I pray that as you see us where we are and you call out to us, that this morning we would respond, that we would come to you, that we, we would receive the help that you can give that we desperately need. Lord, we're thankful for your grace and your mercy. In Jesus' name we pray. Would you stand?